Welcome to the F1 Stop Show. I'm your host, Sam Oni, and this is episode 31. With me, I have two special guests in Wes Spearman and Henry Buxton. Lads, how are you this evening? All good. Good to be yeah, back good, again. <laughs> I'm like a bloody London bus, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> go for ages and wait, I do two wait, in a row. Yeah. Wait a whole season or most of a season, and then, yeah, come along twice <laughs> in three weeks. Yeah, well, why not? Why not? <laughs> Well, <laughs> always good to always good to be here. Well, lads, we're almost at the end. We just had the United States Grand Prix, and uh, might I say, Mercedes were this close, would you say, to their first win of the season, but it was just taken away from them, just like that. Poof. Now, as you know, Max Verstappen won again. Which is not surprising. Which means he has now won 13 races in a season, equaling the great Michael Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel. So he's on quite a list of, well, F1, F1 history makers, if you say. So lads, tell me, what were your thoughts on the race? Again, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. Go yeah, good, good little race. I mean... um. It it was it was a strange one because it had moments, but yet it was still quite predictable and things were going on. I mean, the last few laps were were brilliant, you know, with the Ham could Hamilton keep that distance between him and Verstappen, um, and then all coming down to it, then a couple of yellow flags which we don't normally see at Cota, um, which was interesting, you know, threw a bit of a spanner in the works, closed the gap. I think the only reason Hamilton was out front was because of those. Um, yellow flags really and Leclerc closing up and you thought maybe Leclerc could come back but didn't really make a fight in the end a bit of a conspiracy that a Ferrari engine car crashes out for him to push up the pack but I, I normally I don't say that about a Ferrari it's normally Red Bull that are doing that are pulling those tricks but yeah good good little race enjoyable nothing nothing majorly of note I mean the only thing we could say was Lance Stroll's late um, you know pull over to nearly take them both obviously him and Alonso out the race and a very dangerous uh, late lunge really so um, the only thing major, none of the only major talking points but yeah um, just completely dominant in the end for Max Verstappen it was almost, again even though Lewis was pushing you thought it's just Max's to lose even though science was on pole it's just it was just Max Verstappen's luck that he crashed out first lap Um I'm not sure about, I don't know if we'd get onto this, but I'm not sure it was George Russell's fault. I don't think he was at fault, really. I mean, people are saying he's a dangerous driver. I don't think he was at fault. It's a racing incident. He couldn't have gone anywhere. Um, but yeah, good little race. Good entertaining. I liked it. Well, where, well, where is this? draws me a question to you. First lap, Science crashes out after, you know, taking the racing line and it seemed to that he had, you know, got into Russell's way, which led to the Briton to, you know, crash out the Ferrari Spaniard. So question is, whose fault was it? Carlos Sainz or George Russell? What's your take on it? It's an interesting one. Um, I've seen a lot of people saying it's George's fault. And I think there is some merit to that if you like um yeah as, as Henry says science was on the more sort of traditional racing line if you like 
um, out wide on the straight to cut in and hit the apex and then hammer it down towards the <clears throat> towards the S's. Um, well, George was on the inside line, so had a more of a sharper turn to make, if you like. And yeah, two into one apex don't <laughs> don't really go. And um, yeah, it was, it's unfortunate for science that that was the way his race ended because, I mean. His second pole of the year, I think. Second pole in Formula One. He's he won in Silverstone, was it uh, earlier this year? Could have been on for his second race win in, in his career. Um, and yeah, it is unfortunate that that it ended up ended up like that. But um, I mean, I've seen memes of George making a bit a bit of a habit of <laughs> crashing into drivers um, over the last few weeks. Um, I, if I had to put the blame on it, I'd probably put the blame more on George because. I don't think he, he he wasn't ahead of science going into the corner. So George had to back out, if you like. Um obviously didn't and yeah, he ended up badly for, for science more than Russell. Um yeah, as, as I say, if, if I have to put the blame on someone more, it would be it, it would definitely be Russell. But I'm not saying it's hundred percent his fault. I'm probably saying more seventy five, eighty percent of Russell's fault compared to science. But then so yeah. Carlos Sainz was out of the race and it was just Charles Leclerc, lone Ferrari. I mean, he managed to get a podium, so that was great for the Tifosi, the, the Scuderia team. So, um, other points during the race was, uh, you know, let's talk about let's talk about Red Bull. Max Verstappen, you know, one significant... The thing I found about Max Verstappen is that whatever trouble he comes in he he has. He always finds a way of, you know, producing that magic, if you like, having that magic button to just make everything go his way. You know, we've seen that a lot this season. And you know what? It happened again because he had that horrible pit stop on lap, I think, lap 23 or 24 or something. He had that horrible pit stop where his front left tire, I believe, couldn't they couldn't put on the front left tire or something like that. And uh, you'd probably be thinking, nah, this this is Verstappen's race is over. You know, Ferrari, Mercedes, this is your chance. But you know, Dustin always produces. Yeah, it's just a sensational car, isn't it? The Red Bull. It's just even the Ferraris. I mean, were tipped to be the the fastest and you know for the first three races they were and it's just been disproven with the reliability and I know we're talking about the you know the pit stop was but that's not a car fault that was a pit stop fault but it's just it's just a brilliant car and it's matched with an equally pretty decent driver I mean I don't think he's the best driver on the grid but he is up there he's top top five maybe top three even um but it's just the two this the syn the synergy between Red Bull and Max Verstappen, it's just incredible. And I think the only reason the last bit bit of the race was entertaining was because of that pit stop. I mean, if, if that went to plan, two point whatever seconds, Max would have been ahead for like the, the last 20, 25 laps. And it just would have been a race where we thought, oh, that was a bit rubbish. Max Verstappen's won again. And um, so, yeah, f fair play to him. And it just, it, it isn't rubbish because it, I mean, it's not rubbish but it is a bit, getting a bit predictable I know for, for years we've been going oh Lewis Hamilton or whatever but it does get to a point where we think come on we want it to be a little bit closer you know like even if it's Perez and Verstappen 
you know, fighting it out. At least at least that's something. I know Red Bull will be guaranteed the constructors as was Mercedes when it was um Bottas and Hamilton and Nico and Hamilton and just just something we just want more battles. I think next season I think Ferrari have to up the game um with you know reliability and then we could get, you know, every other race, Leclerc winning or Science winning and then Perez and Verstappen. Um hopefully the Mercedes are getting better. The Al- Alpine are getting much better, I think, with the addition of Gasly. So, yeah, just the synergy between the two, the the driver and the car. You just can't beat it at the moment. It's unbeatable. So, however you saw the race, listening to it, watching it, what was your favourite part? Because there were one or two moments where you thought, wow, that's brilliant. Some include, well, my, fa- well, my favourite was towards the end of the race between... Uh, Sebastian Vettel and uh, Kevin Magnussen. I mean, that last lap, final lap for, I think, P8 it was. I mean, the way those two are just going at it, you'd be thinking, wow, is this Ascar really going to beat Aston Martin? Did he, go for, did he go for P7 and then he got up to P6 because Alonso got a penalty or something? Yeah, That's that was. So yeah. it ended Alonso's up being a battle penalty. for P6. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he got P6 in the end. Yeah. So, well, um, then, what was your favourite part? Well, yeah, minus the penalty. <laughs> I thought that was my favourite part because yeah. I just thought, wow, all right, Vettel, you, you're going to retire, but you, you're rolling back the years there. You know what I mean? So that was my favourite yeah. part. Wes, what I, was your favourite? I mean, I, I did really enjoy that. As you said, I think it was the last couple of laps. You had Vettel going just hell for lever against Magnussen. It was, I think he overtook someone else earlier on. I can't remember who it was. Um might have been Ocon. Um, yeah, just seeing him overtake Magnussen on, I think, turn 19, the second to last corner, around the outside, like he did to whoever it was, just only a few laps of four. Um, and yeah, to get an extra few points for Aston Martin on literally the second <laughs> second to last corner of the last lap is 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 pretty special. And yeah, although he's retiring, he's, he's, he's still showing off his skills. Um, I suppose other favourite moments of Hamilton and Verstappen going wheel to wheel again. Haven't seen much of that this year, um, but I suppose for me, I don't know if it's my favourite moment, but it's I think my biggest moment of the race is Stroll and Alonso's collision down the back straight because I mean the the way Alonso just kept that car going. I mean how he stayed in the race is just incredible and. Um, I suppose the Alpines are apparently built like tanks <laughs> compared to Aston Martins and other, other F1 cars. Um, yeah, he went back, he did a wheelie pretty much, rode along the wall and then somehow finished, I think, finished P6 at the end of the race. Um, and yeah, was handed a 30 second penalty, um, basically because of the FIA's incompetence, I think, really. Because, I mean, if the FIA or stewards had a problem with his car during the race, they could wave him a, a black and orange flag, call him in for a mandatory pit stop to repair the car so it's safe to race. But they didn't do that. And the FIA handed him a, a 30 second penalty, which I think is horribly unfair. Because if they've got a problem with the car, they can do something about that during the race. And there was enough time in there. It was it was only about lap 20 something, 23, 24. So not even halfway into the race. And the FIA could have done something about it and they didn't. So... I think it's horribly unfair for Alonso, but yeah, just the the way he kept that car going and the fact that he he so nearly could have crashed out but didn't and got in the points and then penalised out the points is is just incredible. I think. Henry, what did you enjoy 
Mattel was winning at one point, wasn't he? He was leading the race. I thought that was brilliant. I mean, the Aston Martins all weekend have just seemed to, the track just seemed to work for them. I mean, Stroll qualifying P5, I know there was um, uh, pen penalties, uh, grid penalties, but mm -hmm. still amazing for a car that really isn't challenging much this season and is awful compared to 20, well, what it was a couple of seasons ago. I think he's just brilliant. And I don't know if just the way that, you know, the track is, it, it just the setup that Aston Martin just works. But yeah, brilliant. I mean, Stroll isn't the best of drivers. Um, I've, I've said my things in the past of how I don't think he's brilliant. And I think that his um, awful, you know, late move on Alonso just proves a point there. Um, but to put that Aston Martin on, is it third row? Third row. And then Vettel to be leading the race and come out P6 in the end it's just it's just phenomenal so yeah I think if we're going for a team of the day I know we drive of the day was Vettel but team of the day has to be Aston Martin I mean it's being overshadowed by um, the Red Bull getting constructors and uh, Mercedes coming back but I do think they've they had a really good race um, obviously Hamilton leading was a brilliant thing to watch you know that anxiety of you know will he will he catch him will he not that was a good little moment, but um, yeah, I think Aston Martin's performance was my favourite part. Um, as a British team, I want them to do well, and they just haven't been recently. So yeah, Aston Martin doing really well was my favourite part of the of the whole weekend. Let's say. So, twenty, I, I believe twenty, no, nineteen rounds gone. I think three to go. If my twenty, is twenty, is it twenty gone or is it nineteen? Well, nine, nineteen gone. Round twenty this weekend. Four races to yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Three yeah, three races to go. But there's three races to go. How many was there this season? Well, was it was four, there twenty three? Four including this weekend at Mexico. Oh, yeah. Mexico. No, we've got three left. We've got Where, Mexico, Abu Dhabi, and then oh, yeah, no, yeah. Mexico, I, Sao Paulo, yeah. Abu Dhabi. I forgot it's twenty two, yeah. Yeah. I forgot it's twenty two oh, races see. this year. Oh, there's too many to count. Oh my word. Twenty four <laughs> next year. We've got a lot of work to do next year. Oh my word. Oh gosh. Anyway, so from Austin, Texas to Mexico City, we've travelled all the way to yeah to Mexico, I guess. Well, whereas I gotta say, I'm a bit disappointed by your background because what are you still doing in America? I couldn't find I couldn't find a good one of the of the Mexican Grand Prix. <laughs> I mean, if if I go sort of like that, it's it almost looks like the back straight of. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. Oh come on! Like... There's got to be a decent photo of that. The <laughs> the, um, the stadium sex section in Mexico. Come on, there, there must be. But this is this is to be fair. This is the US. This is the US review. Yes. So he's he's in Mexico. I mean, in, oh, he's I'm, getting I'm, yeah. confused now. He's in the USA. I'm, I'm still on top. Of it. <laughs> it's in the Americas. It counts. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. It's close to the border, I guess. Anyway, so the Mexican Grand Prix. The home of Sergio Perez. Now, I don't remember much of last year's race other than Sergio Perez being on the podium. He becoming the first Mexican to land a podium in the Grand Prix since the, I'd say, the Rodriguez brothers in probably like 1950s. Don't ask me how I know that because I probably just did research and just found it. <laughs> so... The Mexican Grand Prix, always known for the Day of the Dead and all that, blah, 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 blah. 
So, what are you expecting from the race? Who do you think is going to benefit? Henry, let's start with you. What are you expecting um, from the race and which team drivers are going to benefit from the from? It's a tough one because... It's a tough one because I'd love Sergio Perez to win. I think I think ninety percent of fans, F one fans, even if you support a certain team, will want uh, Perez to win. Whether it will happen, I'm not sure. Because Max Verstappen will want that record fourteenth win. I know he's got three rounds to do it, yeah. but he want that fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth, so he can push that even further. Um. If it does get to a point, you know, where Perez is running the second and Max is running in thir- first, will he let him pass? I don't know. I don't think they will because Max isn't like that. Um, but yeah, I'd love. I think it's again. It's I can't see anything other than a Red Bull winning. Um, it'd be brilliant if Ferrari could, you know, get on that front row in qualifying. Maybe maybe start on pole. Um, you know, just to have that little bit of an edge going out the first corner. Um, but and it is. It isn't a straight track. I mean, they've got that final straight, but other than that, it's a corner track. And we know that Ferraris are better on those corners. I know that straight line speeds with the Red Bulls, um, not with the Mercedes. So that should help them a little bit with the court, with the multiple corners. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's really hard to see anything other than a Max Verstappen win. Um, I'm not, I don't, and he's going to want that, that 14th win. So, uh, yeah, I'll go for, a bit of Red Bull, uh, Red Bull dominance, and hopefully, you know, maybe a maybe a Mercedes or a, um, a Ferrari on that third spot, maybe Leclerc or Hamilton if we're lucky um, on that third step. But I think one two will be Verstappen, Perez, or Perez Verstappen. Hopefully, Perez Verstappen. So, Wes, what does your crystal ball tell us about? The Mexico Grand Prix. You have a crystal ball. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I know. I don't know where yet. You have the lottery numbers. Yeah, as Henry said, it's very difficult to see anything other than a Red Bull win. Um, I would absolutely love for Red Bull, I mean, for Perez to win it on merit, brilliant. That would be probably the best outcome of the Grand Prix, but even if Verstappen's winning and Perez isn't too far behind, I would love it if Red Bull... I mean, they've won the Drivers' Championship. They've won the Constructors. What else is there to do this season? Give Perez the win at his home Grand Prix. Then, I mean, Max has got two more races in the most dominant car on the grid to win his 14th race of the season and break that record and and, the, and his 15th to, to break it even more. Um, but I saw something earlier on Twitter saying... Um, yeah, but if, if Perez can win the Mexican Grand Prix, obviously Mexican drive, Mexican Grand Prix, home Grand Prix win. Um, if Hamilton can win in Brazil to keep his record of winning in every season that he's raced in, and I mean, Mercedes actually get to win a Grand Prix this year, and then Verstappen wins in Abu Dhabi to break that, that 13th race win uh, record. And that's I suppose that's that's the best outcome for, for everyone. Um, I don't think it'll pan out that way the rest of the season I think Verstappen will win all three to be honest um, but yeah in an ideal world that, that's what would happen Perez, Hamilton and Verstappen for the next three or, or well yeah Verstappen to, to break that record and it'd be good to see Ferrari in the mix um, I just don't I'm not feeling Ferrari this weekend I'm feeling Mercedes more than Ferrari to be honest this weekend after the pace they showed in in Cota um, Hamilton especially um, 
and have they've been pretty good at Mexico in in the past with Hamilton and Rosberg winning since the uh, the race was reintroduced in 2014, I think it was. Um, they've won everything since then, with the exception of last year. Um, so I'd, I'd love to see Mercedes in the mix if Hamilton can challenge Verstappen or Perez for for that race win. And great, but I mean, I don't see anything other than, other than a Red Bull and mo- most likely a, a Verstappen win. Um, it's it's an interesting one in terms of strategy because because Mexico City is so high up essentially it's, it's the highest altitude Grand Prix so pretty much every team can run a, a high downfall setup and still um, have a similar setup to or similar speed that you would have at Monza for example because it's so high up. the air is so thin you can just run high downfalls and and be fine um, it's, it's interesting it'll be interesting what each team does but you know Red Bull with Adrian Newey and just the, the just how good that car is yeah I can't see anything other than than Ripple and Verstappen winning winning this weekend. So by unanimous decision, then we all agree that Max Verstappen's well. Let me say that again. By unanimous decision, we all agree that Sergio Perez is going to win or want him to win the Mexican Grand Prix. Am I correct? Yeah, I want him to win. Oh, yeah, we want him to win. Yeah. <laughs> right. It brings us to our little prediction game. So, who's your pole sitter? Who's your race winner? And for the last one, we're not going to do drive today. We're going to do a little higher or lower. I'll get to that in a minute. So, Wes, who's your pole sitter? Who's your race winner? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Lewis Hamilton for pole. Throw a spanner in the works. You're, you're <laughs> honestly, as much as I love Mercedes, you've had to, you've had to put some wall pulling over your eyes because the only reason Mercedes did well, I was about to say this afterwards, but I was going to leave it, but I'm going to say it now. I think your only reason you're putting Mercedes higher is because science crashed out and Leclerc had a penalty <laughs> that, that has kept him back. That's the only reason Mercedes were up there in, in, in the end. And the only reason that Hamilton finished second was because of that um, pit stop. So I, I, I think, I think wow. you, were, you were a bit deluded there. Even mm. As much as I would love that, yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case. But you know mm. what? Fair enough. I, I, hope, I hope you prove me wrong. I hope you prove me wrong. No. It's just Mercedes. Although, although they haven't got a great car this year, they have got a, an incredibly good record at, um, at Mexico and Hamilton in particular. Um, I mean, whether it comes true or not, it, it probably won't, but it's, it's what I'd like to happen wow. anyway. Um, as for race winner, I'm going to go Perez. I, I know I said I couldn't see anything with them, over Stapp and win, but I just love for Perez to win. Um, and what was the last one? I can't remember. Higher or lower? We'll, no, we'll, no, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Henry? I'm going to go Paul Sitter, Mac Verstappen, but winner, this is more hopeful. Perez, I'm going to go for that. Now, I just, I, that's what I think will happen. It's not what I want to what I want to happen pole wise, but mm-hmm. I think who do you think <sighs> is going to be on pole? That's the question. Oh, I think will be on pole will be yeah. Max, um, right, and then, then well, race winner, which is hopeful. Plus, it's it could happen. Perez, I go that. Right, so we've got Lewis Hamilton going on pole. If I'm correct. We've got, we've got 12 months that. ago we might have gone yeah good 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 shout <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. we've, <laughs> we've got max verstappen to go on pole in mexico right well i'm gonna well then i may as well just round it off with uh 
Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari. Now that's a if I if I were a better man, I'd put a say fifth well twenty five to one for Leclerc to get pole position. I don't really know what. Well, that I think means. it'd be I think it'd be lower than that. Yeah. 15 maybe to 1 maybe, maybe, oh, 5 to 1 I think, I think evens if anything really because he, he's quick yeah. he's quick isn't he because he'll be something ridiculous like yeah. you put a pound on you you lose 50p <laughs> 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 I don't know <laughs> well done you get 50p back that's it right then pole pole sitter Charles Leclerc and then race winner I think you know I think it will be Sergio Perez Regardless, I think Sergio Perez will do it. Now, I did say we have a game of high or lower in the last bit of our predictions. So, I've got three. I've got three type high or lower questions. Actually, five. Right. Question one: Who finishes higher or lower? Pierre Gasly or Yuki Tsunoda? This is this is like. Um, <clears throat> no, actually, yeah, this is like racing wise. So. When we have the top 10 or top 20, who finishes higher or lower? Pierre, Pierre Gasly or Yuki Tsunoda? You both get an answer each. Gasly for me. See, I would say Gasly, but he's been a bit... He's had a bit of an attitude, hasn't he? A bit of a... I don't really want to race you yeah, anymore. Yeah. Sort of attitude. <laughs> it's true, he has a bit. <laughs> Yuki's trying to prove himself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I'll, I'll just say one of us is right and one of us is wrong. I'll go Tsunoda. <laughs> just because of that little... That has a little bit of attitude on Gasly at the moment. And also, his car has been unreliable. I was going to say rude word then, but it's a family <laughs> car. His car has been so unreliable. Um, it's been, it's been around this. It's yeah. <laughs> unreliable. That's, that's, right. that's a I'm just note. I'm just noting to you that this doesn't actually apply to corresponding teammates. It can apply to anybody. Right. Question two Who finishes high or lower? Esteban Ocon or Sebastian Vettel? Tricky. Now you, tricky now, now you two weren't as quick as your first answers, which means <clears> this is that they're about the same. They're, they're like honestly, if you were literally go right, if they were going to finish in two positions, where would you put them? I'd literally put them like seventh and eighth, or eighth and ninth, and I wouldn't know which which way round they would. Which be. way to put around? Yeah. <laughs> I think if if it Just was because... down to skill, it would be Vettel, but because of how different the cars are I'm being more inclined to say Ocon he's, he's actually, I think he's had quite a good season to be honest a quietly good season Alpine third in the not third fourth in the constructors reliability wise car reliability car wise I'm going to go for uh, Ocon and, and Alpine I'm going to yeah. go for Ocon's going to finish higher right. just because the Aston Martin's been inconsistent yeah I'm going to go Ocon as well okay Question three, who finishes higher or lower? Sergio Perez or George Russell? Perez. Perez. 100%. All right, then. Question four, who finishes higher or lower? Guan Yu Zhou or Daniel Ricciardo? That's an interesting one. That is, that is so sad that that is hard. That, oh, no, that is so that sad that that's that <laughs> It's horrendous that that's a wow. that, that, that we're struggling with that. That's so bad. 
Because last season you would have been like, what even, mm, that's Ricardo, a stupid yeah. question. What even is this? <laughs> yeah, I would have had... I'm going to go Joe, you know. I'm going to go Joe. Yeah, you would have had my head for that. If, if No, I, no I, I'm... Go on, you, Joe. I've, I've got faith in I've got faith in Danny Rick. I'm going to say Ricciardo. Ricciardo's going to finish higher. It might be 17th, 18th. But yeah. it'll be it it'll be, be Danny Rick. Very back end of the grid. It'll be Danny Rick. Danny Rick or Granny yeah. Joe. That's gonna be more, more experience as That's well. Be interesting. Right. And then question five. <sighs> Who finishes higher or lower? Charles Leclerc, Charles Leclerc, Lewis Hamilton, Sebastian v- uh, sorry, Max Verstappen. <laughs> Max. It's gotta be. I think you might even win it. I'm going for Max. Do, do you need? Do I need an order? Yeah, you can do an order. Oh, yeah. Max, Charles, Lewis. It's. Yeah, I just. I can't. Same. As much as I wanted to be Lewis, Charles, Max, I can't. Completely inverse. Or Charles, think, Lewis, Max. You don't or think whatever. the unthinkable may happen that Hamilton may get ahead of Leclerc? Oh, we could do. That's not unthinkable. That's just genuine. It's a genuine. Thing that could actually happen. I know that Wes has been a bit deluded, but <laughs> but that could actually happen. Like, do you know what? I've got I've got faith in in Lewis. Go on, I'll go Max, Lewis, Charles. Wow. Got, yeah, go on. That's my favorite final one. Oh, right, you persuaded me. You persuaded me. All right, then. <laughs> go on, Wes. What do you think? This is actually going to be interesting. I'll, 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 I can't wait. I'm gonna I can't go. wait for the review next week because I'm going to look next back we've got the wall it's wrong. all wrong completely <laughs> wrong yet again I'm not at the end of the podcast after 33 episodes <laughs> <laughs> right just a couple more things before we finish y'all because time is against us driver cha- drivers for next season all well all of them all but two I believe have been confirmed well William, so Williams it's been announced that Logan Sergeant 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 Oh these Americans <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll be rating for Williams next season in 2023 if he can get the required F2 points and it has to be he has to have a Sergeant horrendous race or something if do not get yeah. it doesn't he yeah. yeah, so like be disqualified it's... or something, doesn't he? So do you know do you know mm. much on it on how it works? Yeah. So he basically mm. needs to finish in the top six, doesn't he? Of F2. Yeah. And he's currently third, is he? Currently third, yeah, third. behind Porsche and, and Drugovic. He's so much higher than sixth place. I think what has to happen is he has to be disqualified and then sixth, fifth, and fourth have to finish first, second, and third in that order to get ahead of him with two it's races to go in the F2 championship two, as well it's, there's only one race to go now oh, there any, oh, I thought there was a, yeah. a sprint and a feature in Abu Dhabi oh it, it might be it might be it might be yeah so they have to finish first second and third and he has to be disqualified in both races to or or not feet. I think he has to not finish both races or something so if he finishes both races in the points I think he's all right that's what I've heard anyway. I might be wrong. So, so basically, <laughs> if we if Sergeant finishes in the top three in his next in his final race, then he will be eligible to race for Williams next season. I think That's... he just has to finish. I think he just has to finish in the points in one of the races. Yeah, he, he, and he's all right. He has to finish. Yeah, sixth or higher in the championship. I think. Okay. 
sixth or higher in the championship, and then in the races, he has to finish. He has to finish in the points in one of the races. How hard, Something like that. How hard could it be? Well, he, well, he has to. He has to have a drastic weekend to not get it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and also, and also, the, the scorers <laughs> have to be so. The scorers have to be so precise. Like genuinely, I think it's sixth has to be. Whoever's sixth has to finish first. Whoever's fourth, the fifth has to finish second, and whoever's fourth has to finish third. Yeah, I think it's something ridiculous like that. Oh gosh. But, yeah. Well, well then, that, but he, that. He, so, so, so we can almost like. Pretty much confirmed that he's yeah, going to be he's, there. He's like ninety five percent of the way there, and even even more than that. Yeah, he'll be the first American to race in F one since twenty fifteen as well. Since Alexander Rossi, who I don't really know much about, which goes to show so, yeah. how impressive. American I was going to wonder who it was, and I was like, "Who's American that's raced?" <laughs> I know. I, 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 I have to look up. And Scott Speed. Is it Scott Speed? Uh, yeah, Scott Speed. Clean. Yeah. Uh, Clean. Yeah. In two thousand six, Christian Clean. Christian Clean. Yeah. Was it? Was he? Was he <clears> American? I don't know actually. Come to I know Scott I Speed up was. I know Speed. I did look was. it up, and I didn't. I didn't see many names are recognised of with Americans in F one. I mean, Phil Hill, world champion. Oh, Mario yeah. Andretti, world yeah. champion. Scott Speed, relatively recent, and then pretty much everyone else I've not really heard of. So it'd be interesting to see how he goes. I think he's won two races in F two this year, which is is all right, I suppose. But it's, it's a bit of a shame for. Drugovic and Porsche are above Sargent in, in F2, at least this year anyway, that they're not going to have an F1 seat next year. But hopefully hopefully their time will come. If not in F1, then another major <laughs> racing series, I suppose. Yeah. That's the thing with USA drivers, though, is that if you're a racing driver in America, you don't sort of... F1's only just sort of recently hit America in a big way again, hasn't it? I mean, if you're an American racing driver, you want to be in NASCAR, you want to be in IndyCar, you want to be in... All of those things, you sort of see that before you see F1, if you're American. Mm. Now I think there's a big push in America where, and I think there was a there was a handful of um, American drivers in F4, F3 and F2. I think there's a few. So I think we will see a few coming up soon. And then obviously, you know, with this push of going, there'll be carters in America going, oh, I'll fancy F1. And they'll, you know, obviously push up in the ranks and in, you know, 10 years time, we might see a few more Americans coming up. So, to finish off, we're going to talk about Audi. Now, Audi, one of the biggest car manufacturers in the world, they've announced that they are partnering with Sauber for their 2026 F1 entry, meaning they're going to, I believe they're going to be a power unit partner and, uh, you know, help out Sauber in their entry to F1 in approximately four years from now. So, what are your thoughts on it? Are you excited to see another big manufacturer entering the sport? Tell me, Henry, what are you thinking? Yeah, it's a good little thing. I think they are going to be like the name of the team. So it's going to be Audi, or whether whether they'll be called Audi Sauber or Sauber Audi or Saudi, which would be controversial. Yeah, um, very, I think very. You've just been waiting to make that joke. <laughs> you know what, I've been just waiting. How long you have I haven't, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but yes, so I think it will be an Audi team. I think it'll be like Alfa Romeo. Where they they're called Aldi, uh, Audi, Aldi, Aldi. Um, they're called <laughs> they're called Audi. Audi, and then um, you know Sauber will be like the under. Underline team, but yeah, good, good little team. And I've heard that there's been a few um, 
you know, a lot of attraction from big drivers. So maybe they will have a great team in 2026 and maybe be debut champions like Braun were. Wes, what are you thinking? Have you, have you seen yeah. have you seen what the car's gonna look like? It looks it looks pretty nice from what I've seen. I've seen one or two photos of what the car looks like. Yeah, I've seen a few sort of renders, if you like, and I really like delivery itself. Um, I think it is perhaps a, a little bit plain, if you like, but then that's of course without sort of sponsors and and anything else on there, really. But um, I mean, it's, it's kind of similar to their Formula E livery from when Audi were in Formula E. Um, <clears throat> actually, is it? No, <laughs> it's not. I'm thinking of Porsche, <laughs> similar to the Porsche one. Um, easy mistake, yeah, I think. <laughs> easy mistake. Uh, it's not like Porsche are, are working with Red Bull or anything. Um, but wow, I, I think, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've, I've I really like the sound of, of Audi and F1. They've, I think they've been toying with the idea for a few years. Um, I think they've been, I mean, they're a huge success in. In in all in, in lots of disciplines of motorsport, they've won World Rallying Champ- uh, Championship back in the eighties with the Audi Quattro. They've won World Endurance uh, Championship, won the Mon, um, won races in, in Formula E with um, with with their team there. And yeah, I, think, I don't think they're going to be winning races with with Sauber. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the team sort of transitions from Alfa Romeo and Ferrari power into Audi and, and Audi powertrains and um, power units, not powertrains, <laughs> powertrains of all the power units. Um, yeah, I think 2026 is is, is a good uh, place to start with new engine regulations with the fuels being, I think, 100% sustainable, which I think is fantastic. Um, yeah. Motorsport is does no good for the environment whatsoever with all the petrol it burns and the logistics of flying from country to country. But I think if they can use sustainable fuels to, in, in the actual race themselves, I think that's a, a fantastic step forward. And um, there's going to be more emphasis on electric power as well. Um, I don't want to go fully electric. Obviously, there's, there's Formula E for that. Um, yeah, I think it's a good time for Audi to, to step into F1. And I mean, I think they'll do pretty well. Um, I mean, Audi engines and Audi cars are amongst the best in the world, I think, anyway, in terms of reliability and, and quality of drive. And yeah, their motorsport pedigree is is up there with some of the best um, car manufacturers in the world. And yeah, as I say, I don't think they'll be winning races with Sauber. Um, but I think if, if they can be challenging for, for points every now and then, like I suppose Alfa Romeo is now to some extent, um, I think they'll be they'll do really well, and then they can build from there. And it, it'd be good to see Sauber sort of get back in the points, if you like. I'm thinking back to I think Perry's got points in a Sauber one race. I think Kamui Kobayashi got points at, 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 in Japan or was on the podium for for Sauber in Japan. I think in 2011, 2012, 20, 2011, 2012, early 2010s. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If Audi can take Sauber back a, a few places up the up the grid, fighting in, in the midfield and maybe who knows depending on how the regulations go and in terms of air around engine rigs potentially change the front runners <clears> but as it is, it's still a, a long way to go in the future it's still four years to go and um you have to see how how sauber sort of develops their car over the next few years and yeah hopefully audi will, will get off to a flying start in 2026 it's quite yeah. amazing really that audi haven't been involved in f1 before i think that um it's such a big name brand for sports cars and you know all when you think of Audi you think 
speed, you think sport, you think, um, you know, quick cars and well-designed cars. Um, so it's, it is strange that they haven't had like a major team in, you know, for example, F1. Um, so it'd be good to see them, good new manufacturer. Um, hopefully this sort of attracts maybe more teams or teams returning, um, sort of manufacturers returning. It'd be good to see, you know, Honda return. Um, I mean, they could come back for 2026. Maybe a Toyota car, something like that, will come, um, come along. Um, but yeah, I do hope that um, it does attract other manufacturers, maybe replacing teams, you know, that are lower down. There's rumours that Haas could be going. Maybe a, um, a good constructor, a good yeah constructor or a brand could come in for that. But also, we want more cars on the grid. There's easily you could have a 24 car grid, like we have we have in years past. Two more constructors get added, 24, 24 place grid, and that gives a chance for more drivers to be in the sport. It gives a chance for younger drivers to come up and you know be in a team, even if they are the backrunners like the Williams and the Hasses of this world, that they'll still be able to be in an F1 car. So yeah, I do hope that it pushes more um, car manufacturers to join the sport as it's getting bigger. 24 car grid, 26 at a push maybe, but I think 24 is a good number. Even 22 would be brilliant. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Aldi and you know, with it, it'll be a, another massive regulation change. Who knows? They could, like I said before, they could come in and have a brilliant debut season. And the fact that they're already starting now, I know that other teams will be as well. But the fact that they're or that their sole purpose is to come in 2026, I think they'll be the best prepared. And I would not be surprised to see them on the top of the top of the um, constructors championships in 2026. And who knows? We'll be excited to see which. Which names, you know, are pulled out of the hat to see who drives for the new team? Will it be experienced drivers, veterans, or could be someone we've not even heard of? Upcoming rookie, know. who knows? It could be someone currently like F two or F three, and you know, gets like what like Joe Guan Yu this year gets their debut drive with Sauber, <laughs> for example. I mean, it could yeah. be, I've heard Bottas might still be around to race Rowdy, but yeah, of the current grid. There aren't too many. Who I think there aren't too will, many. Will still be around, to be honest, because Hamilton's coming to the end. I know we've got a few years left in him, but um, yeah, I, I don't see Alonso going much further beyond his two years at Aston Martin. Obviously, Vettel's going at the end of this year. Whether Magnussen will stay on the grid, Albon, um, Sergeant, of course, we mentioned earlier. There's only a handful that are under a certain mm. age, mm. isn't there? I mean, yeah. yeah. I know that Hamilton's old and Vettel's old and Raikkonen was old and Alonso's old, and you could argue that, you know, the some of the old, slightly older ones that are twenty seven, twenty eight, they have got another ten years in them. But I do think it's a, it's a, we need to see these young drivers come back through and they need their chance. So I don't think you're far wrong. We're seeing that if you look at the the um the grid now and the grid in twenty twenty six, that there might be one or two names that will be left. Uh, I mean, you know, we have got a lot of young drivers in the in. I mean, next maybe next year the the grid with some of the younger ones coming through, and and I know that we had that Schwartzman and um Palau and all of them testing. You know, Sergeant coming through. Devries De is older. I mean, I'm not, not really thinking Devries, but um, you know, that sort of generation could be around for twenty twenty six. So, you know, if it is a good car and they do prove themselves in F one, who knows? We might have um a really good young driver coming up to and being in their prime in uh 
in 2026 and driving for Audi? So we've had a lot this episode. We've had a US Grand Prix review. We've had a hilarious, I must say, Mexican build-up. I mean, that higher or lower game, if any of that comes to fruition <laughs> next week... It'll all be wrong. It'll all be wrong. It'll all be wrong. But that Guan Yuzhou... Danny Rick, that's going to be an eye-opener. You know, I'm going to pay attention to that in the race. Um, the Ocon Vettel one was a good, was a good chat yeah, as well. Ocon I mean, yeah. you, can't, you can't split them at the moment. Yeah. So, um, well, we've come to the end of another episode. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at F1 Stop Show, on, uh, yeah, on those platforms. Also, you can email us at F1 Stop Show at gmail.com if you've got any questions, any comments, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Well, I want to say a big thank you to Henry Buxton for coming on the show, my no regular co-host, presenter, <laughs> Wes, thank you, and uh, I've been your host, Sam Ernie, and it's a goodbye from me, bye-bye, it's a goodbye from Wes, bye-bye. And my Sir Henry Buxton. Sir, sir when did that happen? <laughs> Hang on a second. I, I think, I think, I think one he's been OB, in three I'll, episodes I'll take, this I'll, year. You know what? I'll take an OBE. I'll take an OBE. No, see you, see you soon. <laughs> and uh, we hope you enjoyed the Mexican Grand Prix this weekend. And let's see. Can Sergio Perez end up on the top step in his home country? We'll see you soon. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs>